Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, there we go. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's going on, Bobby Lit? Oh, dude, nothing much. I'm actually in fucking quarantine right now. It's kind of a fucking bummer. You got COVID, my friend? No, some dude in my workshop got COVID. Oh, so you're stuck for 14 days, staying away from everybody? Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, dude. They wouldn't even help me. They let, like, if you're married, they let you do it at your house, but they wouldn't let me do it because I don't get money to live off the base, which makes no sense. Can you still get paid, or what's the deal there? Yeah, yeah, we still get paid. Shit, at least that's nice, man. They're not screwing you and you out of any salary. That would um, that'd be a bummer. Yeah, that'd be fucked up. Heck yeah, man. But yeah, how's, so fucking. What were you saying? How's the West Coast treating you, my friend? I hope you haven't changed on me. <laughs> no, dude, I'm definitely still the same guy. But uh, I really like it out here. Um, it's been cool. I like a month and a half ago or so, I moved in with my girlfriend to an apartment. That's been really nice. I seen that. I seen that. She looks good too, man. I'm I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. She make you happy though. Yeah, dude. She makes me really fucking happy. This the one girl you met uh in Chicago. Yes. It's awesome, man. I remember you telling me she was coming to visit you, and did she stay a little extra from the visit and? Love no, she, uh, she was here for like a week. No, she was here for like 10 days, actually. And then I went home to see my family. And then she drove from Chicago to Cleveland to like come and meet my parents and shit. And then I drove back oh. with her to meet hers. Yeah, it got pretty real, like out of nowhere. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then we started talking a lot about it. And she came to visit me like one more time. And then I went to Chicago to see her on New Year's. And then we were like, yeah, like, let's move in together. Like, fuck it. Why not? She wants to live out here. And I wanted to find an apartment because I didn't like living on the ship. And so it just worked out. Yeah, remember you tell me about those ship days are a little bit odd. I was worried for you seasickness wise. But I mean, God bless me. At least you're off that stuff. For a yeah, little bit. Like, for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Word, word, that's what's up. We recording right now? Uh, yeah, we are, but, you know, you can always edit the beginning and then no, I usually no. just, like, mark timestamps so I can know when when to edit out shit. No, let's keep this rolling. I like where we're at. I like the casual conversation pace. Everything's flowing well. Okay, hell yeah, man. Yeah, usually I don't really give a shit, you know? I just, like, pretty much the only thing I ever have scripted is, like, my intro, and that's not even that big of a deal. Because it's all about just casual conversation. You're chit-chatting it up. I hate – I realized that with my pack, my podcast myself, the first episode we had scripted, and it was the worst one because you're so focused on following this little routine when in all reality, it's conversation. Exactly. That's the whole reasoning why either of us made a podcast is because we love having conversation and – you know, I've been told like that my podcast is very organic and shit. And I believe that's because, yeah, I don't really script most of it. I just kind of want to talk. I talk to the right people and it turns out good. You're for the people, Bobby Lit. You are for the people. <laughs> you know the vibes, brother. Of course, man. But, uh, so how have you been, Harry? How are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Just a casual Tuesday over here in Cleveland. Kind of just trying to figure out life right now, man. Uh, Trying to finish up my degree at Kent State, which has been, um, if I do say so myself, undergrad's complete bullshit. It is just a scam to take your money. Uh, I, th- I might have told you this. So anybody, you know, that's listening out there, all undergrad is, is can you do your chores by yourself? Can I give you this work? Can you go learn it on your own? Get the work done. Come in and turn it on class. Mediocre work, too. That's it. Because... Yeah. What I've learned is from a lot of uh, recruiters, they only want to see your GPA. Probably people that say, oh, Dean's List, one time, honor honor roll, fuck that. If your GPA is not above a 365, don't even put it down. Don't even put it down. It's a waste of time. It does nothing for you. I've had a lot of... I've had a lot of people confirm that for me. Even Carmen Angolia's mom's a recruiter for a big company. She told me, don't waste your time doing that crap. It's not worth it. But uh, Ken, Ken screwed me. Um, So uh, they wouldn't accept my internship credits from this summer because the whole mix-up with the COVID 
two different people ended up switching positions of who took over as the counselor for the internship credits, and they didn't accept my internship credits. So I was supposed to graduate fall 2020. However, now I'm stuck taking one class to graduate for spring 2021. Wow. Yep. And I plan to take the GMAT in June, which holds me back from enrolling in grad school until spring 2022. So now I have this stupid fucking gap where I'm taking a pointless class to graduate. Pointless, not pointless. It's it's a good class for you in the speech. I'm, I'm stuck taking a class to graduate, waiting months, almost to a year, just to enroll into grad school. And lately, the thing that's been on my mind, um, I need to find a source of income. I need to figure yep. out, but nobody wants to hire a part-time worker. And um, I don't want to go chase work because nobody, like any, any real corporate job wants to hire me for two plus years. That's how it's going to work. You know, and yeah. I, I don't want to get tied into that. I want to go to grad school. I want to be some kind of management. But I realized during this gap, I, I think I want to go to barber school. Really? I There's something about cutting hair with my OCD. I know I'd be good at it. I have great <laughs> clientele. And then after barber school, I go to grad school, get a master's degree in business or master's in management, buy a warehouse, open up my own barber shop and get things rolling. Plus, the internship I worked with was with Mr. DeJulius, who owns John Robert's salon. So in the back of my pocket contact list, I have a man who runs the most successful salon in Northeast Ohio. I, I have the right connections on how to run a successful business. So part of me is like, this, you know, this is it. But I swear every month, some new idea pops up in my head. <laughs> But, you know, that, that's all of us. We all have these ideas. And that, that's even how the podcast was for me. This podcast, um, one, you were a big inspiration for me. But the podcast had been a, an idea for me since I was a freshman in college. You know, everybody has these ideas. I want to start selling shoes. I want to do a clothing line. Uh, I want to open a food thing. Everyone has awesome ideas. But nobody ever starts to do them. Nobody takes the chance. I don't don't know if it's a fear of failure, a lack of uh, financial stability, or a lot of other things. You know, you never know what someone's dealing with underneath the covers. But a lot of people are afraid to take chance. And when I saw you take the chance on the podcast, I think that was that final nudge for me. Like, dude, I've been waiting two years. How long, Bobby, did it take you to come up with the idea of a podcast and to just go Mm -hmm. for it? Yeah, I pretty much just went for it. It has always been kind of in the back of my mind, but uh, and I, I had started one before that failed, so I'd been thinking about it for a long time. But was that the bong? The bong and um, was that the blog uh, you were doing? Uh yeah, the blog I was doing, and then um, I had a podcast with a few of my friends from my uh, first college called Certified Amateurs, and we successfully made one episode. And then both of them got too busy. They were in their last year of college. You know, I kind of understood that. But then we never got back to it, which was like a bummer. So then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start my own, you know. And by the time I thought about that, it probably took me like a week to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck it, man. Like, I got to do it. I don't care, like, if it's not the best. Like, I'm putting shit out there because I want to. And that's the whole purpose behind it. So I wasn't worried, you know. And that's what makes successful business owners is I mean not like it's the same ideology though they're like you know what I'm not going to take no for an answer and I'm just going to do this thing and I'm going to put my everything into it hell yeah and the biggest truthfulness man you're like you're not the first episode the first 100 aren't going to be perfect for me, like, I, I listened to my first episode I dropped on the important podcast. Dude, I sounded awful. But I've realized each episode <laughs> I've gone through, I'm getting better at what I'm doing. And I think people need to understand yes. the first time you try something, it's not going to be great. Your, expe- your expectations, you'd be lucky to even exceed one of them. But it, And you're going to be a little bit disappointed. But if the disappointment makes you stop and quit, then it's a failure. 
if the disappointment motivates you to go harder and to take constructive, I'm going to be very emphasize this. There's constructive and there's destructive criticism. Constructive is something where you can really listen to, you can see what the person's pointing out and see what you've done wrong and brainstorm ways to fix it. Hear how they would fix it. But at the end of the at the end of the day, it's your thing. Do what you want. Fix it how you want, but you know, allow them to influence you. Destructive criticism yes. it will be them just cutting you down, telling you what you did wrong, and it, it's going to really disappoint you. And it almost seems like they're just there to tear down your wall. And those exactly. people are the ones that I feel should motivate you the hardest. Now, don't listen to them. You're doing you're doing what you sought out to do. And that's that's the biggest step. Be proud of that. But when you feel somebody's being too negative on your dream, it's your dream. Fuck them. Who cares? Who cares what they have to say, man? Fuck them. We ball. That's yeah. That's huge. <laughs> you gotta let your haters be your motivators, bro. I know that saying's like a joke, but it's a, it's a real true ass statement. Right. And the biggest thing is people are so afraid to fail nowadays that it's like, man, if you don't take the chance, you'll never know. Here's how I look at it. You could spend your 20s and 30s busting your ass, doing things that make you uncomfortable, failing time and time again, and finding that one golden goose egg. Or you could spend your 40s working a nonchalant job, looking back on life, thinking on all the what-ifs and what-could-have-beens, knowing you never took a chance or took a risk. Yep, and that's definitely not what either of us want to be doing. No, not at all. I remember when I, you were first telling me about noise. the Navy situation, I was like, dude, I was, first it blew me away. I was like, you want to join the Navy? What, you're about to graduate college? Is it, it was crazy to me. But when you had broken it down to me, it almost sounded to me like this was a big step for Noel living his life the way he wants to. Now, I obviously wanted to give my two cents, but... I, I knew at the end of the day that your mind was so set on this. You're, you're that type of person. And, and one of my other friends has this trait too, Naki. Your priorities are, stre- are, are, are self-straight. That's, that's a word. It's, just, it's a word I'm creating. You're creating your own priorities through your own mindset, actions, priorities what you want. You don't, you, you'll hear people, you will hear them out, influence you a little bit, but you're, you and Naki are the type of person where you do it for yourself, for the betterment of yourself. And that's huge. Yep. And it's huge. I can't stress that enough with people. I remember I almost got, you really got to look out for number one. And man. that's you, man. Nobody's got your back like you. I, we live in this world where, it's it's a big crab in a bucket. Every crab wants to get out of this bucket. Everybody's climbing to get out. And as soon as you get to that bucket, another crab pulls you down. But little do they know, if you get out, maybe you can toss a rope down and help them. But we live in a world where it's more people would do this ladder where they're climbing a ladder together, and they're going to use you as a stepping stool to propel themselves above you and push you down, even though you help them up. We live in a world where not... At the end of the day, 99.9% of people only care about themselves and their success. Yes, they want to help you. Some truly are kind. But we're at an age now where people only care about themselves. Yeah, I want to help my best friend as much as I can. I want, I want the homies around me to be successful. But I got I to gotta get myself straight before I can help anybody else. Same thing with my mother, my father, my sister, like, I, my mom, you know, she she's dealt with uh, alcoholism and drug addiction, and my sis and my sister's depression. And my, my dad's in his sixties and a little bit of loneliness and anxiety. And it's like, I want to help you, but I can't because I have to help myself first. And it sounds selfish, but it's all right to be selfish because I'm not a hundred percent happy with who I am. Yep. And I think people need to understand that that's all right, man, or girl, or whatever you want to, yeah. you know, go by. <laughs> yeah, 
it's perfectly fine to be selfish, especially like you were saying at our age, you know, we're trying to set up ourselves for the rest of our lives, whether we're doing something right now that we want to for the rest of our lives or not. Obviously, I don't want to be in the Navy for the rest of my fucking life, but I know that I'm using this as an opportunity to get myself to where I ultimately want to be, which is financially free and just able to do whatever the fuck I want and not have someone telling me what I want, what you want to do. You know, everyone always says like, oh yeah, I want to work for myself, be my own boss. You're like, I want to, you know, just do whatever I want to do. But there's a lot that goes, actually goes into that. And I'm working on that slowly, but surely. But once I know I get there and I'm doing everything I can as of now to help my family and help my friends. But I know once I'm truly there, it'll be effortless to help my family and my friends and they won't have to worry about shit. Right. And that's the end goal. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's huge. And the mindset they that's going to come with the Navy is going to carry on for you for the rest of your life. Even from wrestling, the Navy, how you do your schoolwork and how you go about life. And the other thing, I think a good point you brought up is so many people want to work on themselves. But, you know, these people that are successful business owners, they worked for somebody in their 20s and mid 30s. They saved up money. And then they self-invested through a high, you know, they kept a good high credit score, but they saved up money. So when the time came, they could leave that job and go start their own. A lot of people, I mean, and I think it's social media's fault. Social media has brainwashed our society that you got to be 26, making 100K a year, driving a fucking Benz, or you're considered a bum. No, fuck that, man. Money has wow. nothing to do here. Do what you love, love what you do, be great at it. Don't worry about the money. If you're good at it, the money will come. Yep, exactly, man. And that's, yeah, a lot of people get caught up in, you know, I have, I I think episode three that I have of this podcast, we talk a lot about social media. And the thing is, like, it's like you're saying, people will just find themselves comparing to other people so often. It's just, you know, you don't realize that, everyone's on their own timeline and it doesn't matter when you get shit done as long as you're proactively trying to get there if you have something going on you're already more successful than 50 percent of other people because other people are just stagnant and they're not doing shit and they're still in the rat race and at least your mindset is to get out of the rat race and you're proactively going at something to get you to where you want to be you don't have to be like these influencers who are 22 years old, millions of dollars, like whatever, you know, they, they, they caught themselves. They got either a lucky break or, you know, maybe it was years in the making either way, you know, shit like happens, you know, the internet's unpredictable and it's undefeated. So we can't defeat it. Whatever happens there happens there. But, you know, if you're constantly finding yourself, you know, there's a lot of, there's kids who graduated Harvard at 13 years old. Were you thinking of them when you went to no. college? No. Because why the fuck? No, dude, I was dumb as hell at 13 years old. There's no way I could have went to college at 13 years old, you know, and that's still the same type of thing that's going on right now. You know, I'm not comparing myself to David Dobrik, who's maybe like a few years older than I am, famous millionaire YouTuber, you know, like that's that's his life. And I have. And he's a one in a million. People need to understand that. Yeah. You know, if it were that easy, then everyone would fucking do it, right? Right, and everybody's trying to do it, but what people realize is David Dobrik's got his own algorithm, man. It it took years of practice for him to figure it out, and don't be discouraged. I mean, most most people aren't going to even break a 1,000 views, but if you love doing it, continue to do it, and maybe, just maybe, it'll work its way out and you'll find a way to make income off it. But if you're, if you are ever doing something focused on audience, like you don't like the point of this podcast, it was, it was never, can I get a thousand listeners the first episode? Can I get money for it? It's, it's not income shouldn't be it. Audience size shouldn't be it. It should be the love for it. Yep. I I think, like, I think my very first episode, I had an ad in it. And, you know, if enough people listen to the ad, then you get some money thrown your way. And then I was like, why the fuck did I put that there? Took it out automatically. Never put in another episode again. Do I look at my views? Yeah, of course I do. Do I take them into heavy consideration? Do they discourage me? Do they encourage me? 
a little bit of everything, but I ultimately don't let that be the deciding factor in me putting out episodes. I'm putting out episodes because I want to, because I enjoy doing this. It's fun for me, and I know there are other people out there who might enjoy it as well, so I have zero issues with that. That's how it should be, man. That's a great mindset way to go about it. I think a lot of people just listen to that. All right, should feel driven, not motivated. And, and, And this is why I say that. Motivation comes and goes. You, you're motivated. Yep. Like I, I could go to, I go watch a Rocky movie, be motivated, wake up the next morning, go for a run. I'm, I'm, I don't want to do anything more. But if I have a drive to want to, and drive's different because drive something that you want to make a change. Drive has changed to it. Drive has ambition. Motivation is a moment that's there and it's gone the next. So if you have, if you're motivated to want to be, to want to start a business, that's not enough what's the business find the drive to it what's your niche what are you good at what's your weaknesses what kind of weaknesses but find something that drives you because when you when things don't work out the way you want to that drive is going to keep pushing you that and i hate to use the word failure because it's not failure it's only failure when you give up but that failure in maybe something don't work out the way you want it to that drive is going to push you again to let's try it again or let's try it this way motivations and uh let me quit i'm done it don't work out the way i want and i think everybody has you know no there is no person out there i don't care how if they're your family your brother your best friend somebody across the world everybody's body and mind is different everybody's mind clicks different everybody's body adapts to nutrients and foods different everything works different for somebody else so find what works for you, man. Everybody has their own algorithms. And if you stop after trying a few things, you're only hurting yourself. Life is full of trial and errors. I remember when I was done re- was wrestling, I was so lost because wrestling had been my identity. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew that this is now my – I definitely sat back on my ass for about a few months. You know, for, you know it, it's been 17 years of wrestling. I'm taking a fucking break. But, uh, yeah, definitely take a break. But uh, I was like, all right, I got to try new hobbies and try what I like. And I tried some strange things. I even got into rock climbing for a bit. And I realized, damn, like, you kind of got to be six foot four for that to really be crazy good at. (laughs) Like, that's that's almost like you need height again. But anyway, I was trying things, man, that I'd never tried before. I went to a hockey practice because Eli invited me. I went to try bowling for the hell of it, you know, not competitively, but I was dipping and dabbling with hobbies. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a competitive person. I'm sure you are too. But the biggest thing I saw was I was trying these things. Some of them I didn't like, which was, I wouldn't call an error, but, you know, I just didn't like, but I tried it. And things didn't work out the way I wanted to, so be it. I moved on to the next thing. Yeah, I understand that. I did the exact same thing when I stopped wrestling. You know, I I was on the intramural ultimate frisbee team. I you know played around with a lot of powerlifting. That ended up being you know kind of what I wanted to do, what I enjoyed doing competitively. You know, I was doing CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, and uh, you know playing rugby too. You know, I tried all those things because you know, I wanted to find some other competitive outlet, just as you were describing, and you know, we can take that same energy and apply it to our lives and what we want to do, um, what we want to spend our time doing, putting out content, you know, going to different things, maybe, you know, starting going to barber school, like you were saying, just all these different um, entities that we can pour our soul into and go ahead and try to see, you know, what what do we like, what don't we like, you know, that's why you say life is full of trial and error. And it most definitely is. And that's, the only way that you're going to find out what is your calling, what do you want to do, or just what do you want to spend ultimately your time doing? Because, you know, we only get one life. There's only 24 hours in the day. Shit goes by fast as fuck. I mean, I'm turning 24 this year. How the fuck did that happen? You know, you just got to understand that if you truly care for yourself and you want to see yourself succeed, that you have to go out and try all these things because, if you don't, no one's going to do it for you. 
if you don't do it, you're not going to know how you feel about it. You know, that's why I kind of believe in trying everything once as opposed to, except, you know, with the exception of like, I don't want to do fucking heroin ever in my lifetime. But like, you know, as far as trying every experience once, because I want to have an opinion on it, I want to know how it makes me feel, how I react to it and how I can use it constructively in my life. Yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. And, and to me, it sounds like it, it took trial and error for you, you and you ended up fine and you found powerlifting quickly. But the thing is, you you knew yourself yeah. well enough because you didn't allow too many other like this. This is where the priority things come. It's again with you know well, you know yourself so well that you knew you kind of had an idea of what you liked and disliked. And I and I feel and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel that's what kind of led you to powerlifting. Like you 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 knew oh, that yeah, you could sure. give this a try because you know I right, I'm I'm gonna backtrack a little bit here. For a lot of people listening out yeah. there, I feel there's a lot of people I know that they hate to be by themselves. And it might it might just be because they're a social person. It could be a lot of the reasons is because they don't to like to be alone. You know, they like to be with other people. And I think we're at the age now where I don't like to call it loneliness because loneliness has this negative connotation. But you got to learn to hang out by yourself and like yourself. And there's going to be some things you don't yes. like, but if you have time to worry about it, if you have time to be anxious about it, then you've got time to do something about it. Now, height, dick size, boob size, you can't control that, you know, but, but yeah. the, the things you, there are other things you can't control that worry you, but you've got to learn to love yourself before you can even try to love somebody else. And if you continuously surround yourself with others, like if, if you're constantly hanging out with a, like I see a lot of college kids doing this and nothing against them in any way. But like if like if I'm, I hate, I don't like the word bored, but if it's, I'm sitting around the house, like me personally, I'm, I'm cool sitting around the house. So I'll sit at home, sit on my phone, play Xbox, go sit outside with my dog, just stare at the, I don't say stare at the sun, but stare at the sky, you know, and relax. Yeah. Because yeah. I like myself. I mean, there's there's things, you know. I got, I got demons. And I want to clarify: demons are things that I have created for myself that are evils. Demons do not magically appear that you are born with. Demons are self-created. So I have yeah. some demons. I have, I have, and the reason they and they worry me, but I can fix them. And I want to fix them, and they're not going to be fixed overnight. They may take a year. They may take more long, more time than that. But only through, oh God, I hate using the word again, loneliness, being by myself, do I really have time to reflect on it of these demons, what I don't like about myself, and then fall in love with my qualities I do like about myself. And I think a lot of people need to learn that loving yourself is the most important thing. Self-love is huge. And then that carries on to your relationships and your marriage. If you're happy with you, you're happy, You're never going to be 100% happy with yourself. You're always going to have little things you want to fix. But if you're very happy with yourself, you can then share that happiness with somebody you love, man or woman or child or family member. And maybe they can learn a thing or two from you. And then from your experiences, you could help somebody else. But I really think people in COVID, COVID depression is a little bit different. But as, as spring starts to come around, I think people need to learn to, to be lonely. I, that, I really don't like that word, but learn to hang out with yourself and have fun. To go on a walk in the park without music, with just your thoughts and nature around you, and just think about stuff. I, music's awesome. It's great. It's, it's, it's a great, it's great, but it's an escape from reality. And for that 45-minute walk, you're yeah. listening to music, you're escaping from reality, and you come back home and you're back with your problems. Go on a 45-minute walk to reflect. Reflect on your day. Think about all the great things you did. Think about all the things you, you want to fix. But don't get caught up on the negatives. And another thing is make your bed every morning, man. Start start doing the small things right. I'm sure they taught you that in the Navy. If you If you... If you want to be able yeah. to get an A on a project, if you want to complete your business, if you want to 
do a good business pitch idea, if you want to do something big and complete a big goal, what if you can't make your bed, if you can't do the small things right, how are you going to do the big things? Wake up, brush your teeth, get your day started, go on a run, read a book, drink some coffee. Do these little things right because habits lead to results. And if your habits aren't good, your results aren't good. And I don't, um, and for people listening out there, you don't need to make a fucking Superman jump. Like, if I mean, hygiene's huge. Please, please brush your teeth every day. Yeah, yeah. Please take care <laughs> of yourself. Wash your ass. <laughs> huge, but you don't need to start waking up at six a.m. going on a lifts and run, eating vegan diets, doing all that. Small baby steps, man, or you're gonna overexhaust. Yeah, you're gonna overexhaust yourself, man. I mean, I can't lie. I definitely felt the COVID, and I don't like the word depression, but I felt the COVID funk. I don't like the word depression at all. I'm not a depressive person. But I felt that COVID funk, and I had a hard time getting out of bed before 11 a.m. I was like, bro, I'm asynchronous schedule. I can do class whenever I want. I'm not working. The fuck do I got to get out of bed for at 9 a.m.? And I'm, I'm starting to get better. Baby steps, like. But I've been working on it. Now I was able to get out of bed at 7 a.m. and go get a lift, make breakfast, make a few business phone calls, update my LinkedIn, make some better moves with uh, my future. But I didn't just start this yesterday. I didn't start doing all this yesterday. First, I started lifting. and Sometimes lifts were at 7 p.m. Then I started doing my homework and my schedule more on a time, more time manageable, time, more timely manageable is that is that the right word in a more yeah in a more timely manner timely manner and then once that was all good and those stressors started to calm me down I was able to work on my sleep schedule I realized I could exhaust myself through my studies I exhaust myself through working out so when I come home I'm asleep by excuse me <laughs> excuse me but I'm asleep by midnight now and I'm up at 9 a.m. And then, you know, I kept working on these things and it's getting better. But, you know, not every day is perfect. And But I'm able to reflect on it. I'm able to identify my problems. And it's and it sucks. It's yep. It sucks to look at what you did wrong in that day. It really does, man. It's a weird feeling. And I'm sure, you know, part of what they teach you in the Navy is accountability. And I'm sure you can talk about that too. How big is accountability? Self-accountability. You still there? Hello? Lost you there for a second, my poop bandit. Yeah, man, you know, shit happens. But, uh, you know, as as I was saying, like, like you were saying, too, add these baby steps into your life. You know, make your bed in the morning. Try to get to sleep a little bit earlier. You know, exercise. I believe everyone should exercise. People who don't exercise, I don't understand. Joe Rogan didn't understand either. He was talking about it in one of his episodes. You know, just you just got to move around every day for 30 minutes to one hour a day like that's perfectly fine that is enough more than enough if you do that shit every single day it doesn't matter what you do and that's just building those little habits making sure that you're exercising taking care of your personal hygiene like those little things will help you keep the energy keep that same energy to pour into whatever the fuck you're trying to do whatever you want your life to look like going to that point getting there is going to be way easier when you just commit yourself to these little habits over time. Hell, hell yeah. One thing I, I'd like you to speak on, and I'm sure you learned from the Navy, is accountability. Oh, yeah. 
how how big is accountability? Holding yourself accountable, and you, and not the leader aspect, but the individual aspect. It's the biggest thing because you can sit on the sidelines and just let your military career be essentially worthless to you, waste of your time. If you're not proactively doing what you need to do, getting after things, you know, because they won't hold your hand the whole time. They'll hold your hand in fucking boot camp and shit like that. And, you know, when you're going through your technical training school for your job, they'll hold your hand through there if you let them. But after that, when you're out in the real world, when you get stationed to your first, you know, home duty station, then you literally have to do these things for yourself in order to be successful. Otherwise, you're just going to have a mediocre career. And like I said, it's essentially going to be a waste of your time. You're going to be government property for however many years just to say that you did it. I don't know what else to you know, label that as, but the accountability, keeping yourself accountable, you have to do these things for yourself. You know, you'll have random assignments, you'll have tests, you know, you'll have a lot of things like that. You'll have to get your paperwork in order all the time. All of these things can easily be ignored if you want them to be. So if you're not proactively getting after them and keeping yourself accountable and remembering to do these things, making them a priority, then you're not going to be successful in this career. If you And I tell, I've been telling a lot of people this lately is there is so much opportunity actually in the military that, you know, a lot of people take for granted. But if you try to take advantage of those opportunities, if you put yourself in situations where you're trying to get more information, you're just trying to get things started, even, you know, people start things to get ready for their retirement years ahead. And those people are the most successful. Then there are the people who wait last minute to put all the plans together for when they transfer back into civilian life. And those guys are fucked. You know, but the opportunity was there the entire fucking time. So who is there to blame? No one but yourself. And people like to point the finger. That's the hardest thing. I feel like accountability is one of the toughest things people can learn because everybody nowadays has so many fucking excuses. So many. Oh, it's this person's fault. It's their fault. Things don't work out because this person didn't do this for me. If you want it, you'll make it happen. And if Somebody stands in your way, you got to do something about it. I mean, not, I'm not saying everything is possible. By all means, there are some barriers that you just can't get around due to maybe networking, financial stability. But that doesn't mean to give up on your dreams. Not at all. Find, find a dream that's a step below that by completing that, it'll get you closer to the next one. I believe in a small, medium, and a large dream. You got to have these three. Multiple small, two or three medium, and one large. And check these off as you go. And if they don't go well, mark down the journal why they didn't go well. Where'd you go wrong? Where do you think you went wrong? So when it comes around again, and you better fucking try it again, you fucking give up. You're a bitch. That's on you, man. You shouldn't be dreaming in the first place. But Figure out what you did wrong and get it. Get back up on your saddle and get going again, man. It's not a failure because things didn't work out. It's failure because you gave up. Exactly. And all these successful people that, you know, we all look up to, all of these people who were sometimes like, oh, man, I wish I had their life, you know, all of that thing. They didn't get there in a two-step process, you know, no matter who they are. I understand, you know, some people may have had it easier than others. That doesn't mean anything. They still had to do something. They kept themselves accountable. They went after these goals one by one, and eventually they became what they wanted to be. And now there's people that millions look up to and want to have their life and whatever the case may be. But it's because they weren't going to give up. It was never a failure. They were just minor setbacks for a major comeback, right? right? All of those setbacks just pile on, pile on, pile on. It's all of these external factors that are like, yeah, give up, yeah, give up. You know, they're pressuring you to go that route because that's the easy way out. Don't take the easy way out. If you don't want an easy life, if you want an easy life, you're going to have to work hard to get that easy life. Hell yeah. I had a, I had a great quote from my leader from Israel. And his quote, he gave me before I left the United States, he sat down with me, he goes, Harry, we will all die one day. How will you choose to live? 
And that really resonated with me because I didn't know really what I wanted to do in life. But then it reminded me of this. Uh, so Forrest Griffin was a UFC fighter. His story is amazing. And I was watching a documentary and it reminded me of one of his quotes. And his quote was something along of, it's better to regret the things you do in life than the ones you don't. So go try and go fail, man. You know, yeah. we, we, we control our actions, but the consequences that flow from those actions are controlled by principles. And if it's up to you, then it's up. And it, 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 all right, if it, if it is to be, then it's up to me. So, man, let your heart live. Follow, follow your heart. Go do what you do. There's certain principles and guidelines that are set in stone nowadays. But originality is breaking those guidelines and rules and doing something the Noel way, the Harry way. Like I was saying before, we're, we're all different people. We all, our bodies are different. Our ways of thinking are different. We all have different algorithms on how we do things. So go, so go do it, man. Just go exactly. do it. Yeah. You, it's, a, it's a change in mindset that needs to take effect. And that change in mindset is built gradually over time. Like we were saying earlier by baby steps, you know, going towards that peak that you want. You're going towards that. You're changing your mindset. You're kind of changing who you are in a good way, in the best way. And you can't think like, you know, what what if it goes wrong or like what what bad things can happen? You got to think about what if it goes right? What good things can occur from this? The good ways outweighs the bad fucking pretty much all the time. People just are naturally negative. People are natural pessimists, especially when it comes to their own personal goals, because not everyone has that self-belief and that self-love. And that stems from what we were talking about earlier, which is like not spending time in isolation with yourself, not getting to know yourself, to really understand who you are as a person and why you do the things that you do. And then transferring that to self-love and self, you know, just praise and understanding, like, I'm a badass motherfucker. You know, I'm a good person. And so I I deserve these things. I deserve what I want in the end. So I need to put in the work and do the things for myself that I deserve to ultimately get what I want. This is, uh, I can't remember where I heard this before, but, ah, fuck, there's some quote, and, you know, we, me, me, me and you have been talking about these baby steps, but there's something I do want to emphasize here for you people listening out there. Someone long ago once told me that don't bite off more than I can chew. But you know, what I told them was I'd rather choke on greatness than nibble on mediocrity. Know what I mean? Yes. So take that big fucking chunk, man. Chew. You have this big pl- plate of food. You have this fat piece of cake. You just took half the cake in your mouth. Take the time to chew it. Don't take a little bite, chew it, chew it, swallow. Take another little bite, chew it, chew it, swallow. Yes, you're making progress. And... You know, time, time, you'll, time will come and you'll eventually finish the cake. But bite off enough where it's a challenge for you. Choke on, on a, ch- choke on it a little bit because all you're doing is challenging yourself. And once you once you've figured out how to swallow that big bite, take a bigger bite. Exactly. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard that as well. You know, don't bite off more than you can chew. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that as well. Because how are you going to know what you can handle if you don't challenge yourself? Absolutely. People are afraid to challenge themselves because that fear of failure. Right back again. Can't be afraid to fail, man. You just got to fucking, you just got to do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams, right? That's what Shia LaBeouf said. And he might be fucking nuts, but he was right. Do it, just do it. Also, I'm a. I know people say aim, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon, bro. At a certain point, you're gonna hit the moon. Then what? Then what? Keep fucking going. Exactly. Keep fucking going. I think the worst thing you could do is give up on yourself or or settle. I'm I'm a big believer that we live in a generation where people either get, give up on themselves or they settle with mediocrity. They settle with what's given to them. If you're a fucking settler, as far as I'm concerned, you're as big as you're a failure to me. 
And that's me. I probably sound like a dick when I say that. But why would you want to settle for a 40K job with benefits? If you came from nothing, I get it. That's that's a big step. But why not work harder towards an 80K salary job? Better benefits for your family. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in two years. But have a long-term plan. Don't allow social media to brainwash you that you have to progress in your company quickly. Bro, people work 40K salary jobs for a decade, get the promotion. Now they're working 60K, get another promotion 15 years later when they're finally almost about to have grandkids and they're making fucking 100K plus. It'll come, but you got to trust the process, believe in what you do, love what you do, and see the light at the end of the tunnel. Amen, brother. Straight up. That's, there's no other way to go about it. If that's what you want, if you, you don't want to become one of those people that settle, if you don't want your life to look the exact opposite of how you want it to be, then don't give up. Keep yourself accountable. Keep going after these goals and chase the dream, man, and make it happen. Hell yeah. If you want it, you can go get it and you'll make it happen. But don't ever give up. That's, I, know, I know that sounds corny, cliche. A lot of people want to tell you that, but there's a certain part, there's a certain mentality that's going to come with it. You're going to get to a breaking point, but that is your wall. Drown yourself a few times. Drown yourself in the deepest waters you've ever been to. But there's no lifeguard to save you because 99.9% of people then, they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Noel. I feel bad for you. Your job's hard, man. You're working fucking 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Noel, I feel so sorry. End of the day, like, what the fuck can I do for you, man? Can't do like, shit. Like, I'm telling you, I feel sorry. At the end of the day, I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm going to go fuck my girlfriend. I'm going to smoke some weed. I'm going to go enjoy myself. I don't, I'm not sitting at home worrying about Noel. Dude, that's, and that's the selfish world we live in. That's not, and it's not, not, it's nothing against you personally or anybody, but it's the world we live in. You got to take care of yourself. It's where this self love comes in. Love yourself, love to be lonely, and work on yourself. And then once you're set, you're established, reach out to the people that have been there through with you. The people that were with you when you were drowning, help be, be a part of their process. Help them out as well as you can. But the people that store from, stood from the shores and watched and waited for you to get to land and then cheered you on, that's a different type of feel for people. You can treat that how you want. But the people that were there with you, watching you drown in that water with you, those are your true people, man. Whether they're your close friends, people that support you, family, they don't even want to be people you tight with, just people part of the process, man. You got to understand that those people believe in you. And when people believe in you, man, you can achieve many things. But the biggest thing is self-belief. Because when you believe in yourself, nothing is impossible. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. I fucking, I appreciate all of that. And I really hope that whoever's listening to this takes this shit to heart because this is, I mean, there's, there's no secret out there. There's a reason people have been saying the same shit for years when it comes to this type of thing. It's because it's, it's the truth. It fucking works. This is how life works. This is how you get to where you want to be. It's very simple stuff, but you have to be committed to it. You have to keep yourself accountable and you got to go out there and do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. And successful, it looks different for everybody. But the point yeah. is that you get there. And no one's going to know if you're successful in your own eyes except for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, people listening out there, if, if you're jumping back and forth between these motivational speakers, they're all feeding you the same bullshit. They're just giving you different words and different terms. It's all the same spiel. Go do it yourself. Go work hard and go get after it. Stop sitting there listening to the book, waiting for that spark. The spark's not going to come. You have to go make it happen, bro. Noah didn't wait for his ark to be built when God told him to. When the floods were coming, he had to fucking build it. Opportunity's not going to come knocking unless you build the door to make it come knock. You got me? And then invite opportunity in. That's how it's got to be, man. Stop waiting for shit. Go get after it. If you're listening to this right now, man, and you got something on your mind you want to do, go look into it. Go research. research. Take go a fucking do it. Do yeah, something. Take, take a baby step if you have to. 
but at least you're attempting it. That's the biggest thing. And be, and take a moment to smell the roses and enjoy it. But smell it for five minutes and keep going. Oh yeah, you, you, you typed up a brochure and created your website. That took a day. Now don't smell the roses for a fucking week. Smell the roses for the night, get work in the next morning. And the other thing is build a group surrounded by people you trust. You're going to learn that when you start to dip and dabble into whatever businesses you're trying to start, be, do it with people that you have a trust for. Someone who might be a better candidate, but it's weird, you know, having somebody. I had my, I had my friend Joe at a concert, and his biggest thing he told me is he goes, you might know Joey Hirsch from Solon. Um, he told me, he's like, yeah, I have my best friend who's not even a finance major doing the money because I know he's not going to fuck me over. I trust for him. He had one dude who was a finance major who was good at it, do it for him. And when Joey went to count the money, it was short. Build a foundation around people who you trust and support and you know got your back as well as you got theirs. And take off, man. Take the fuck off. And don't stop till that tank's on E. Sorry, sorry, I've been rambling off about this, but there's something on my no, mind. Dude, that's, yeah, it's, I'm, I can definitely tell that. And that's perfectly fine because when you got something on your mind, you know, you speak with more passion towards it. When it's something that, you know, you've been thinking about, it's something that you've been telling other people, it means more to you that way. And that's important. People need to realize that, like, we're not just saying this shit. It's because these are practices that we use in our own lives, that we tell our friends to use, that we use because we know it's going to get us to where we want to be and we just thought that we'd share that because why not you know what the fuck else you got going on there's a reason you're sitting here listening to this podcast you might not be that busy who knows but you know you got to fucking do something and that's the biggest thing it's like you know we talked about baby steps we talked about taking leaps of faith we talked about everything but at the end of the day all that matters is that you fucking do something keep yourself accountable do something towards what the fuck you want otherwise you're just going to be stagnant you're going to keep living the life you're living and you're never going to get there. And that's the harsh reality for a fuckload of people. You know, they're never going to realize their dreams. They're never going to get after it. They're never going to actually do something concrete towards their goals because either fear of failure or just like literally fucking being lazy. Like every, a lot of people are fucking lazy these days. And obviously COVID didn't really help with that. And like me, I'm in quarantine right now. It's hard to stay, stay up. It's hard to do my shit, but I fucking still get it done, you know, because that's part of being driven. That's what it is. And that's like, that's all we got to fucking say, man. You know, take this with, with a grain of salt, you know, like we said, but this is, there's no secret. This is how you fucking do shit. And that's that. Yep. Everybody's got their own secret sauce. Figure out what's, What's your sauce and what goes in it and roll with it. Hell yeah, man. Well, Harriet, man, I appreciate you hopping on this podcast with me, dude. I really do. No, no uh, doubt, man. I think we said a lot of good shit, man. Some diamonds in the rough here, you know? Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. And everybody live, listening out there, man, live tight, hang loose, and work hard. Hell yeah. And also check out Harry's podcast, We Important. I've listened to a few episodes. I really like his flow. I like how he goes for his show. And it really means a lot to me to see my friends going out there and doing something they want to do. Hey, man, right back at you. Wouldn't be doing it if I didn't see you doing your thing. You're a big inspiration for me, Bobby Lick. Appreciate you, Noel, man. For real, man, you're a brother. Of course, man. You'll be my brother for life. Appreciate you, too. I'll talk to you soon, my man. Oh, yeah, brother. Love you, man. Talk to you later. Love you, too. Peace, dog. Peace.